Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. may just get up here and read you some scripture. I don't really know. I mean, it's just kind of a peace I feel, I feel here tonight. There's just kind of a, just a calming peace here in the Lord's house tonight. And it just, it just, it feels good. It just feels good to be here. It feels good to be amongst God's people. It feels good to hear about God working in people's lives and to hear about the things that God's done for people and, and all those things. Because I know what he's done for me. You know, I know where he brought me from. I know who I was. I know that if you'd have told me eight years ago that I'd been standing behind a pulpit on a Wednesday night, I'd have laughed at you in your face and probably told you some choice words to go along with it. But here I am tonight. Yeah. Because of God. Because of who He is. Because of what He's done for me. And I'm thankful for that here tonight. And I pray that if you don't know Him, that you have the opportunity here tonight that you will know Him. But I said, I... Brother Tommy messaged me yesterday and said, Hey, I feel like I need to ask you to come and preach tomorrow night. And self, self wanted to say, to say no. And I'll be honest with you, I, I wanted to say no because I'm, uh, the Lord will, I'm planning on preaching Sunday at the radio. I didn't have nobody come. And, that, and Satan gets in that. He said, Well, you've already got to preach Sunday morning. You ain't got nothing. You ain't even read nothing about nothing. You, what, you've got, what you've got right now. Is what you've got for the radio. And I said, well, yeah, well, you're right. You know, I sat there and I contemplated it for a minute. And I thought, well, we've got play practice at church tonight. I need to be there for that. And I said, the Lord just kind of talked to me. He said, you're going to do what I ask you to do. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that he don't let me wander off too far. That he keeps me in check a little bit. And he said, when I get myself in the way, he says, hey, get back here. Remember who I am. And so I begin to read today, I begin to talk to God today and ask Him. You know, I've read, I bet you, four or five different places here over the last couple of days, trying to figure out where the Lord would have us to go, what the Lord would have us to do here tonight. And I still don't really know, but I can't get this scripture off my mind. I don't know, I said, I don't know if we'll preach, I don't know if we'll just read this and go home or whatever. We'll just want to be obedient to what the Lord wants here tonight. If He wants us to preach, I want to preach. If He don't want us to, I want Him to set me down, you know. But I feel like this scripture needs to be shared tonight because I thought we was going to get it mentioned earlier. And it's it's very familiar scripture. We all know it. And it's the 23rd Psalms. And it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You may be seated. But I I, I was sitting there this evening, and I was thinking, you know, the very first verse to me sticks out. So importantly to me because that's my life. That's my life. That says the Lord is my shepherd. You know, I know that you are that he belong that you all belong to him as well. But I can claim him as mine. He belongs to me. You know, he he chose me one day out of all the things that I've done, out of everybody in the world that he's seen on that day. He said, "Hey, I see something in you. I see something that I want to change your life. I want to give you a better life." 
I want you to have an inheritance with me. I want you to come and live with me forever in heaven. And I had that opportunity that day to 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 choose. And I'm thankful that I did. And I'm thankful that I can say that he is my shepherd. Amen. And we know we all kind of know what a shepherd's role is. Their kind of shepherd's role is to kind of make sure all the sheep stay together, to tend to their needs, to take care of them. Ain't you glad that you've got a God that's your shepherd? He, ain't, he didn't just save you and put you on a shelf. He didn't just save you and put you Amen. off to do everything by yourself. He's there to take care of you. He's there to watch over you. He's there to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. And if you're not, he's got that hook that he can hook around your neck and get you back in line a little bit. And so he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Everywhere I go, I should follow him. I should let him do all the leading and everything that I do. No matter Amen. what it is, we may, and we'll read here, and he says, And he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That right there, he restoreth my soul. There's times my soul gets troubled, Tommy. There's times in my life where I allow things to come in my life, and I let sin in the, in the picture, and my, my life gets troubled. My life gets, I'm all out of whack. There's things that go all, all over the place, and I'm not content with where I am. I'm not happy where I am because I don't belong to myself anymore. I no longer myself. I no longer am just mine. I belong to Him. But ain't you glad for that restoration? Yeah. Ain't you glad that all you got to do is just mention a, say a prayer or, or get somewhere off for you, by yourself? And God knows our heart. We can get down. We can bow. And we can pray right then and right there, and it can be restored unto us just like that. Amen. Just in the draw. We don't have to say some grand prayer. We confuse that too many times. I believe. I know I do myself. I'll do something, and I'll think, "Well, there's no way God's going to forgive me this time. There's no way I've went too far. I've done too much. I stepped over the line one too many times." And He's justified. He would be justified That's to right. never forgive me, to never to restore right. unto me the things that I feel. But as soon as I humble myself and realize that, hey, that I messed up, and I bow on my face, get down on my knees and say, God, here I am again. It's me again. I messed up again. He's faithful and just, just like that, to restore unto me everything that I thought I'd lost. Because you know, I mean, I know, being a Christian, sitting in the house of God, backslid, ain't no place to be. It ain't no fun. If you're not doing the things that God would have you to do, if you're sitting here and you're miserable, there's a reason that you're miserable, because you don't belong to yourself. Unless you're where God would have you to be, you're not content, you're not happy. But all it takes is just one little instant, one little prayer, one little thing, and most of the times, I don't even believe you have to say the prayer. I mean, and he wants to hear those things from us. Don't misunderstand me. But when he sees that you're willing, when he sees that you've had it, you finally had enough, that you're going to turn it over to him, I believe before you even say the prayer, you're done forgiven. He's done got you wrapped up in his arms. And before you know it, you're crying them big crocodile tears. And you feel like there's something wrapped around you that you can't explain. There's a peace in your life that you'll never be able to explain to anybody else. Because why? Because he's your shepherd. He's your shepherd. He knows what you need. He knows where you're at. It says in verse 4, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Look around us at the valley that we walk in down here on this walk of life. We look around and there's everything going on around us. Everything that's set before us to detour us, to get us out of God's will, to get us out of God's way. 
And if we let those things come upon us, we'll we get off in those things. But I read something to me earlier that was very, very interesting, and I never really thought of it this way, but it makes sense to me. There's nothing in the shadow that can hurt you. It's just a shadow. It's just something cast over you that you walk through. I remember, and I was sitting there thinking about it. I remember when I was a young kid, you'd be laying in bed at night trying to go to sleep, and there'd be something hanging on the chair over here. It'd be a jacket or whether whatever it be. But you had done convinced yourself that there was somebody standing over in that corner. That there was somebody standing in that corner watching you while you were trying to sleep. And that's the way that the shadow is. The shadow is there to scare us. The shadow is there to try to, to make us think that there's more going on than there really is going on. Because I could get up in the morning and I could turn that light switch on and I could look over and I say, Oh, that was just my jacket that I forgot that I'd laid there and cast a shadow that looked like somebody. And that's what Satan wants to do. He wants to cast shadows all over God's people to try to get us through those valleys, to try to get us to wonder, to worry about the shadow, to worry about what's going on in our life rather than just to trust God. See, David here, he was content. Hey, I'll walk through this valley. I'll walk through these shadows. I'll walk through all these things going on in my life because you are with me. Because I don't have to worry about what's going on because you're with me. Amen. And I sit back and I think of that. And I was thinking of those things today as I was reading... A little bit. How many times do I let the shadows consume myself? Do I get concerned about what so and so is going to think, or what this is, or what this situation, or what's going on in the world, or what my kids are learning, or what these things? If I'll follow God and be like David here and not worry about what's going on all the way around me, not worry about the the world that's out there, worry about my walk with God. Then I can walk just as as boldly. I can walk just as firmly, as strong as David did here. And to me, that's reassuring. That's reassuring. I need that reassurance sometimes because I I'll be honest with you. I'm my own worst enemy. Nine out of ten times, I am my own worst enemy. I'm the one that puts me in the positions that I get in. I'm the reason that I get there. I'm the reason that I've separated myself from God. I'm the reason that I don't read my Bible the way that I should. I'm the reason that I come in from work, sit down and turn on the TV instead of grabbing the Bible. That ain't Satan's fault. I mean, he can tell me that. He can tell me, why don't you, don't you worry about doing all these things? Don't you worry about worshiping God? You've had a rough day at work. You come on here and sit down and just turn the TV on and watch this filth that's all over it. But I have a choice to make there. I have a choice to make. Whether I and sometimes I make the wrong choice. I'll be honest with you here tonight. Sometimes I make the wrong choice, and that's where we go back to the restoration. That he's faithful and he's just to forgive me for the things that I do wrong, and I'm thankful for that because he knows. I'm not a surprise to him. I don't surprise. He don't. He don't look at me and say, "Oh well, Dustin did something today that I didn't ever think that he would do." He looked down through the ceaseless ages of times and he's seen who I was. He's seen my faults. He's seen my failures. He knew when I was going to fail him and what I was going to do to fail him. But it wasn't his fault. Never was it once was it his fault that I failed him. It was a choice that I had to make, a decision that I had to do that separated myself from God. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. (laughs) I sat back and I thought of that today. Ain't that yeah? Ain't that something? The world looks to the world. We're a rare breed. We Christian people, we're a rare breed. They don't understand what we got, 
They don't understand why we come here on a Wednesday night when we've worked all day. They don't understand why we come on Sunday morning, on Sunday night. They don't understand why we have revivals. They don't understand why we have Sunday school or Bible school. They don't understand those things. But ain't it good to know that there's a world out there condemning us. There's a world out there telling us how wrong that we truly are and how bad that we are because of the way that we stand, because of some of the things that we preach, because we're loud sometimes, because we don't agree with everything that's going on in the world, because we don't agree with what the world tells us we have to agree with. But you know what matters to me? Is I can leave all that outside and I can walk in here and I can pull up to the table and I can eat. I can eat when I get, and I don't have to be in the Lord's house to eat. Now it's easier to eat in here, don't get me wrong. It's easier when you've got believers around you and you people wanting to worship God and people raising their hand, you see the Spirit flowing from breast to breast. It's easier then. It's easier to come in here and eat. But I can eat anytime I want to. And you can see I like to eat. That's something that I enjoy doing. But that kind of eating ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about pulling up to the Lord's table and eating of that. And Him telling you when you've got a rough day going on, when you've got struggles in your life, that, hey, I'm right here. Let me bless you. I'll, I'll pull you up here beside me. I'll wrap my arms around you, and I'll comfort you in this time of need. You've got things going on in your life? Come to me. I can let you eat while these things are going on. You can rejoice in the trials that you've got going on in your life. If I will just eat with him. And it, ain't it good to know that no matter what blessings God puts before us, no matter how mad it makes Satan, no matter how mad that he wants to take it away from us, he can't. He can't. He can't take nothing away from us that God gives us. The salvation that he give me, he wants it more than anything that I have. He would love to be able to tell me that, hey, you don't have what you think you have. You don't have, you, you, you messed up this time, you've got to get saved all over again. He would love for me to believe those lies. But he can't have it. The only place he can take me back to September 28, 2014, about the 9 o'clock hour, and I was his. But coming about that 10 o'clock, 10.30, 11 o'clock hour, there was something happened there. Where no longer do I belong to myself. No longer do I have to worry about Satan being able to step in and say, Hey, you're mine, I've got you. I can take him to that day and that's as far as he can go. He said, well, you did all these other things. You, were this, you did these things when you were lost. You did these things before that day. Yeah, that's right, before. All those things are before. You have to leave me alone. You can't take me past that day because I belong to him. And it's good to be able to eat. It's good to be able to eat in the presence of Satan. And don't give me wrong. People, I want you to think that I enjoy being out there with, with Satan. That's not what I'm trying to say. But ain't it good to know that when the world's raging around you, that when Satan's fighting you with a tooth and nail, left and right, doing everything he can do to pull you down, that you can set up to pull up to God's table and he, all he can do is watch you. All he can do is just sit there and say, he probably shaking his head and saying, man, I, I almost had him, I almost had him, but God got in the way again. Bless <laughs> Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, Tommy. Surely it will. I do. I believe it. I again, like I said, I know how I am. I know that I need that goodness and I need that mercy in my life sometimes. I know that I need forgiveness on a daily basis because let's get it, let's be honest. I fail him miserably a lot of times every single day. But surely. 
goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord, not just for a little bit, not just while I'm in the church house on Wednesday night, not just when I die. And and I've got a better place to go when I die, I know that. But I don't have to wait till I die to dwell with the Lord. The day that I got saved, he set up his abode inside of me. This is now his house. He lives in here. And anytime I need a little touch or I need a little thing, need a little something, all I gotta do is just call on his name. And he's there to help me. He's there to carry me through. He's there in my darkest times. He's there in my lowest valleys. Whatever I need, he's always there. It's been good to be here tonight. I know it's kind of been a little different. Most of you are used to me. I'm a little louder most of the times, but that's okay. There's a time and there's a place. I feel good in the Lord here tonight. I'm thankful for what He's allowed me to feel here tonight. I needed it to be here. I needed this tonight. Listen to the Lord. He'll take care of us. He'll watch over us in everything that we do. Every trouble, every trial, every heartache. If He's your shepherd, He'll take care of you. No matter what it is. Ain't it good to know that? I believe most of us here are ready to go. I believe that. Because my spirit's bared witness with you all. And I, I enjoy coming here and I enjoy coming and hearing the testifying, the singing, and the seeing that people are obedient to God here and want to serve God here. You don't see that everywhere you go. You don't see people being obedient to God. It's a blessing to be here tonight. It's a blessing to be around you all, to be around God's people tonight. I'm thankful for again, Brother Tommy, for the opportunity to, to come tonight. I know it's been a little different. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes we have to shake things up and get Satan all, all him, get him all tore up as well. It's been good to be here tonight. Amen. I'm thankful for the opportunity to stand, Tommy. I'm thankful for what you, for your church. I'm thankful for you all supporting me. I'm just thankful for the opportunity to be here tonight. Like I said, I just can't, I can't quit embellishing that how thankful I am that God's here tonight. I mean, I, I know it ain't been like a. A mighty rushing wind coming through and just disturbing everything, and ain't been a lot of shouting. To, uh, but God's here. Amen. You can feel Him here tonight. You can Praise feel His name. presence here tonight. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I was able to be a part of that tonight. Right. Yeah. But Tommy, you come on. Amen. Come get a song. I want to. I want to do this. If you are here and you need the Lord, we're going to sing just a verse of a song or two. And give you an opportunity to pray. I don't know anybody's heart. You know, I, I, I'm like the brother. It feels like everybody here is ready to go. And, and a bunch of you came ready to worship. And, and, and we could feel that. That was, that was the power of God moving in me. And, and I thank him for it. I'd rather be here than anywhere I can, I can think of. I just thank God for the Holy Spirit that has ministered to me and for those that were willing to be a part of that, your willingness to be used in worship. And uh, he's worthy of it. He's worthy of it. And I like what the sister said earlier. You know, sometimes we just have to get ready. We just have to prepare ourselves so that when we come into the house of God, we're worshipers. We're just not spectators. Appreciate the message.